Welcome back to Box to Box Podcast. It is episode 43, just a couple days after episode 42. I know, very unlike me, uploading two episodes in a week. Um, but today, we have Shion back on the podcast. How are you today? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me back. I'm super pumped. I'm really excited to do another podcast. So quickly, I've returned. I'm a quick returning guest. I like it. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, I had to get you on because obviously you're a Chelsea fan. And uh, I think this was just the perfect opportunity to get in a quick FA Cup final preview uh, that's going to come down on Saturday. And uh, honestly, I as soon as as soon as uh, Chelsea won, like I have, I just can't stop thinking about the game, and I just, I'm so nervous for some reason. I, I'm not nervous one bit, but I guess it's di- different, different levels to the clubs. You know, I guess our clubs uh, used to success and playing in finals. Arsenal, uh, not so much. It's a little different, different levels, different mentalities. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, don't forget about the FA Cup final three years ago. I mean, yeah, I, I think it was 2017 with. Conte, yeah, I mean, I think our team was just gassed at that point. We had a rec- record-breaking year that year, so it's okay. I'd rather have the title than the FA Cup. Again, different different levels. Arsenal, less important trophy, league title-breaking record, tying Invincibles, uh, record of consecutive wins. As I said, it's all different. Yeah, it's 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 just crazy how times change. Because I was like looking actually looking at the highlights from that game, and it's just crazy to see from just three seasons how much change can come to both squads like you guys were relying on like Hazard and Diego Costa and we were relying on Sanchez and uh Ramsey and ironically Giroud who will probably be starting on Saturday um yeah I mean I mean and technically Ozil but like I mean he's technically still on the team but uh the board are trying to force him away from the club away from the club just because of his high wages um but yeah, I mean, it's just been a crazy uh, uh, season so far in general with Project Restart and uh, FA Cup is no ex- uh, exception. And I was just looking uh, before uh, uh, before recording this, I looked at uh, what both our teams did uh, to get to this point. Uh, and let's start. We'll start with uh, Chelsea. Um, the first game you guys played against Nottingham Forest, uh, you guys won 2-0. Then you went to Hull and won 2-1. Then you surprisingly beat Liverpool 2-0. I think that's when they sort of like put out their uh, a little bit of a weaker team. And that was their uh, chance. Uh, I think I, I think that was the first tournament they were uh, knocked out of, I think, for, uh, from, from winning the quadruple or treble. I, if yeah, I'm not I think it was, they lost. So I think they lost to Watford, then lost to us, then lost like to the Atletico. It was just like a bad calamity. Of yeah, three consecutive losses. Yeah, yeah. The, the like that February March period was just terrible for them. Okay. Uh, and then you guys went on to play Leicester. Even though I actually watched that first half, and it was quite poor from just both teams. But then you guys changed it around, 
and I'm uh, Ross Barkley scored. And then you guys went on to beat United, who were just really bad on that day, especially De Gea. And I wa- I watched that game as well. Um, but you guys fully deserved it. I think uh, Giroud is just on form right now, which is kind of scary because as an Arsenal fan, I've experienced a lot of ups and downs with him. Uh, and a player that honestly... Uh, I didn't think I I always, I rated him last season, but I didn't think would have this big of an impact on Chelsea is Mason Mount, um, and he's been performing really well of late. Um, and I was just I was just uh, wondering on your take, how do you think um, which t- uh, player do you think is going to be the one to watch out for uh, for Chelsea? Uh, for this game, I mean. There's a lot of players you can think of. You throw, I mean, there's also the goalkeeper thing. So you could even say Kepa if he does start, which I don't think he will. I, ho- I hope he does. <laughs> oh, man. I know you guys would hope he does. But Kepa could be honestly 1-1 one, one so because it could be his final game. He's one I throw out there. Uh, I think maybe Reece James uh, could be another one. Pulisic, Giroud. Those are kind of, I wouldn't actually even put Mason Mount as the ones to watch. Personally, I mean, I like Mason. I like him a lot, but he's not someone I'm like, like a super big fan of. And he has been good, and I really respect him. I really like this a lot. He's a big feature for the club, but he's not one I say is the one to watch. I think he plays best when he's not the the guy that all the attention is on. So I'd more say Giroud, Pulisic, James, or possibly Kepa if he starts, because this could be his final game. Depending on how it goes for him. It could be the na- basically the nail in the coffin, like hundred. Like it's like ninety nine percent. He's maybe got a one percent chance of hope. So we'll see. But I I say maybe Pulisic in, in Giroud because they can play really well off each other. Because Pulisic yeah. likes playing off of Giroud. Yeah, I agree. I I I'm. It's gonna be interesting to see uh, what uh, you guys put out and how we respond um, with our own lineup. Uh, and it's just kind of. Um, I think Lampard's season is is mixed uh, throughout the media. Like a lot of people are saying, well, um, I mean, you have a bunch of talented players that he's inherited, and he basically had the same season that Chelsea had last season, where they finished top four and didn't do much else. Yes, they made uh, they've made the FA Cup final, and they might win some silverware. But last year, you guys beat us in the Europa League final as well. Um, and then there's the other side where he had technically a transfer ban, but I mean, you guys brought in Pulisic and you brought guys technically have played a couple players that uh, were out on loan, like Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount. Uh, but besides that, you uh, he's he's done. He's overachieved, and I th- I personally think from the beginning, um, last episode that I uh, recorded with Reza, we actually uh, we were actually going over our predictions from the beginning of the season, and I put Chelsea. We both put Chelsea outside the top four, so I think you guys over um, exceeded expectations. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how you guys perform because I think you guys, um, uh, like especially since Project Restart, you guys have like moved to a back three, right? Yeah, and I think not even just us. Even Arsenal have done it. United have done it on odd occasions. So it seems like Conte's three in the back, wing back styles back in the style again in the Prem. Yeah, I mean, we kind of ha- had to just because David Luiz can't play in a back four, and we literally have no other center backs to play. Um, 
because we're right now we're playing a three at the back with Tierney as one of the three, and he's a left back. But he can't yeah. play there. He's played there for Scotland a couple times. And uh, and just to go over how Arsenal got to the final, uh, we beat Leeds uh, 1-0. It was actually a very tough game. We we were actually kind of quite lucky to get past them. Uh, then we went to Bournemouth, uh, and we won 2-1. Then we went to Portsmouth, beat them 2-0. Uh, beat Sheffield United in the last minute in the quarters. And then we beat Man City 2-0 at Wembley. And that was just, I mean, that game was just so... Did you watch that game? Which game was that? The uh, Arsenal Man City in the semifinals of, of the FA Cup. Of course, I had to watch it because then we were going to see our next opponent. Then you we were going to advance. And it was a brilliant game by Arsenal. Yeah, I, as it, I, I've never actually, I've never, yeah, yeah, I've never actually uh, uh, heard it from a neutral's point of view. So, what, what was your take on that game? Uh, I mean, you guys came out, you played. I think we played a really good game. Against City, second game of uh, the restart. You guys played even a better game than we did uh, in that game. I'd say the tactics were on point. Arteta learned. This is why I think Arteta will succeed. His first ever uh, game at his tenure for Arsenal was against City. You guys got slapped around. He got the second opportunity to play against you guys because you made it to the semifinals. He learned from his mistakes. He's distilled discipline and has voiced his opinion about how he feels about certain players, how this club is ran. And you know what? He played really, really well in that game. And you guys performed to what you guys did. You guys did what you had to do. And you guys limited City's chances. You played a really good game. And, yes, with playing City, though, you're always going to have it where they're going to miss some sitters. But then that's on City. It's not really on Arsenal. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, they could play defensively better. But City will always carve out chances. You got to kind of play. got to play a little bit dodgy you gotta play a little uh lucky and so you guys rode your luck you took your chances two nil kept the clean sheet got two good goals out bonnier it could have been three honestly yeah it should have been three yeah i mean uh it 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 was it was a shock to me honestly because uh i honestly thought after we lost the north london derby to spurs i i thought the season was over i thought our confidence would hit an all-time low but we really stepped up. I think that Liverpool game that when we beat them, surprisingly, um, it was very similar to that City game as well. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, it was really um, reminiscent of, the, the, of how we played against Liverpool a week prior to that Man City game. And I really think that Arteta is, if he's given the funds during the transfer window, I think he can be the man moving forward. At the same time, you know, like, lots of people early on last season, uh, when I mean people, I mean Arsenal fans, some people did think Emery would be the guy. Um, I I was still on the fence with him. I thought I thought we had the quality of players to get Champions League football. Unfortunately, we, we didn't. But I it wasn't... It's strange to me because Emery completely changed everything that he was doing correct in the first half of the season because we went on a really long unbeaten streak, but then he just changed formation. He changed personnel, such as like he played Torreira as an attacking midfielder. He would bench Aubameyang or Lacazette. He would rarely play them together. Um, Even at the beginning of this season, like he barely played Pepe. He would uh, always uh, give cryptic responses to why Ozil wouldn't play. Now we know why Ozil isn't playing because we want to send him send those wages out. So, 
but I think Arteta doesn't sugarcoat things. And I think that's a very similar um, uh, characteristic that Lampard has. I think Lampard, exactly. I think Lampard really, you know, out of all the, out of all the Chelsea like managers in recent times, you know, like Mourinho, Conte, uh, Sarri, I think Lampard's the one where you like have to kind of just sit there and like, he really cares for the club. And I think that's the same with Arteta. Um, what do you think? Between those two. No, I totally agree. I think you've nailed it right on the head. They're both very honest. They want to they have expectations. And I think, especially with Lampard, you saw it. I don't know if you saw it, but it was when we played against Liverpool. There was the leaked uh, footage of when there was the, foul, the, the second goal that they scored. It wasn't a foul. It was obviously not a foul. And Lampard was clearly adamant about it. And yeah. he was telling the refs that's not an effing foul. It's not an effing foul. I'm telling Klopp to like be quiet and things like that. And he, I, I really like that. You know, that's awesome. That's amazing to see. And yeah, every manager is a little different. This is maybe the new style of manage, of managing now. It's like Mourinho's more, don't get me wrong. Sorry, Mourinho are all great in their own ways, but maybe more so Mourinho than sorry is he's a little outdated uh his managerial tactics like how he shows his passion they're all passionate managers they just show it in different ways and but I think the more of the best style that players like these days with this new era of players is they do like this Lampard Arteta maybe even Klopp uh somewhat Pep Guardiola style of voicing their opinions not being uh filtered they're very honest about however way they feel with players like I think way back when was Pep Guardiola. I think it was when Mendy had his injury. He went to Barcelona for an MRI, and then uh, uh, a reporter said, "So do you know that uh, that Mendy's in Be- uh, China, Beijing?" And he's like, "No, what a lucky guy and all that." And yeah, like I remember very, that. Yeah, they're very honest, and I think it's a good thing. And I think I think Arteta's a little bit more professional than Klopp uh, in, in regards to that, and I think. I think they're both good. And I'm actually a little jealous of Arteta because I think he has a really good project going. We're just seeing Chelsea now because Arteta's had less time. Like, we're seeing all these transfers come in, what Lampard's been wanting uh, in his transfers. But I like Arteta. I really respect him a lot. I think he's doing some really good things for them. And that's why you guys have been so successful. Yes, there's been bumps in the road and things like that. But as a Chelsea fan, when you were mentioning you think that we were like you and Reza were predicting you guys to finish out of the top four. I mean, I knew our squad really well, the low needs that we had. I still predicted us to finish top four. I didn't doubt us one bit. I think this was what the club needed. They needed to start have a fresh start uh, and be able to play these academy players. I've seen they're all really good. I've been following all of them, and this is this is a good way to show Lampard. I knew he was good managerially one on one with players. That this is going to be his opportunity to see who he wants, who he doesn't want, and then these young players are finally going to be given a chance. It's kind of like this unknown quantity, and it surprised a lot of uh, teams, and that's what was part of Chelsea's early success. And then the other new surprise was Pulisic for the restart. Defenders and teams didn't know how to cope with that, so that's why I, I'm not surprised by us finishing top four. I'm just really happy that what I what I envisioned in this club actually happened, because a lot of people didn't doubt that. Like. You and Reza weren't wrong to say we weren't going to finish out of the top four. Most people were saying, like, I mean, less so fifth, but around the fifth to seventh place spots is where they thought Chelsea were going to finish. I didn't really think so. I thought fourth or fifth was probably the most realistic and what was going to happen. And that's what ended up happening. Almost finished third if it wasn't for goal differential. And now we build on it. It's just not been a – it's been a competitive season, 
but it's not been quite on par with seasons past in regards to quality. Because I believe, I think I saw a stat on this where they're speaking about on NBCSN. This, the, the wins, loss, draws that Chelsea had was equivalent to only finished 10th in 15-16. So you can see that there's a big discrepancy on how uh, difficult the teams were around us. I still think that there are difficult teams, but you can just see that there's more margin for error now than before. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I still don't know if... It's it's a weird one because, like, at the same time, I think the a win um, for Arsenal in the... I, like, you brought up the point with, uh, with Chelsea finishing 10th, but I think that actually gave sort of a breathing room for Chelsea, and that's why they... That's a big reason why they won the league the next season with Conte. Yeah. And that was that was just a weird anomaly. I know. I've been talking. We've been talking about that too. And I just did my preview on my podcast about it. We did speak about it. could maybe Arsenal do what Chelsea did that year because you guys finished ninth. Basically the same thing. It's one place off. But the thing is, I don't know. I I don't see that with Arsenal. But it could happen because it's happened with Chelsea. Like Conte didn't really make any signings. Honestly, when he joined our team, like he bought Alonso, he bought Louise. I'm trying to really think who did we actually buy that summer window we didn't really buy anybody it was like almost the exact same fall. it's just a different style so maybe we could see that and i apologize for cutting you off but oh no it's I, okay. I'm yeah not yeah sure either. yeah i mean it it was kind of crazy to see like that because i actually think i, I don't know it was weird because like i remember that season we beat you guys 3-0 at the emirates but you guys were playing at the four at the back and then conte just completely changed everything and that's the main reason why you guys won the league and moving to three at the back um, so yeah, I mean, not only, uh, on the pitch, like how, uh, we see Chelsea against Arsenal, but also manager against manager with Lampard and Arteta will be a really fun, uh, matchup to watch. Um, now I actually, uh, saw, uh, you did a preview with Chris Davison, um, one of the journalists for Arsenal and I, I read his tweets every now and then. And I saw that you guys made a made a uh, combined eleven uh, for the yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So I actually I'm 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 looking at it right now, and I honestly don't have any complaints with it, bar one player. Just okay. Who's the one player? The one. It's actually it's actually not. It's actually an Arsenal player, and that's Sabat. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. I think I think. Uh, Ceballos should actually be out for Jaka. It's a bit of a weird one. So the thing is, Chris, when he mentioned that, was he wanted honestly? What he said was he thought Jaka and Ceballos should have been the two midfielders. It should have been Co- it should not have been Kovacic and Jorginho. But I went halfway. I preferred Ceballos over uh, Jaka. So that's more down to preference. But I'm curious why you say you'd rather have Jaka over. Uh, uh, what's the face? The reason why I say that is because I think Kovacic and Sabios are way too sim- similar as players, and with this formation, uh, with a four at the back, um, sorry, five at the back, um, I believe that uh, if you have Kovacic, who's more of like a dribbler and likes to attack more, I think you need someone to sit back a little bit uh, and be sort of like that polar opposite, and I think Jaka fits that perfectly because that's how Jaka and Sabios have been playing together. And I think I, I I just prefer Xhaka more 
especially since restart. I think he's been just probably most our most consistent player. Um, and he's been proving a lot of people wrong. Uh, but besides that, um, if, uh, if the listeners uh, uh, don't know, so it's a five at the back uh, combined FA Cup final uh, starting 11 with Emmy uh, uh, Martinez, Tierney, Aspilicueta, David Luiz, Zuma, James as the back five, uh, Kovacic and Ceballos in the midfield, and then Pulisic, Obaming, and Pepe. Yeah, that like literally besides the Jaka Sabal switch, I think it's spot on. Um, I'm actually interesting t- interested to hear why uh, you went with Zuma over like the likes of Christensen or uh, Rudiger. Well, I think Rudiger's our worst defender. So that's, that's <laughs> there's that one out of out of the way. Uh, Christensen. Well, if you have Luis, you don't need Christensen because they play very similarly. I think Christensen, of course, is is going to be a better defender than Luis. Uh, they both spray the balls from the back. They're very aggressive. They're very tactical, and they're very good with their feet. And so I was like, "Well, I'll give him Luis." And he plays really well in the in the three in the back. So yeah. I picked him, and as I said, Rudiger, he's not on par. I don't really rate him at all. Uh, I w- person I would put Tamori over Zuma. He's my favorite defender, and I think he is our best defender. But there's apparently speculation we might do a swap deal where we loan him for two years to West Ham and take Declan Rice. Team that's really dumb. So that's another story for another time but Zuma is the most likely one going to start I think Tomori's still injured so I put Zuma there is that is that actually why Tomori hasn't been playing since Project Restart because I I actually he was actually on my uh, fantasy team for a while but then I he just wasn't playing is that why is that is, is he injured I I think so I and I that's what I've heard but I'm not totally positive either there's all these rumors and speculations of uh, him, like, it's not by his choice. It's like these the swap deals I heard with Declan Rice, us trying to buy new defenders. It's it's not really like, it looks like it's not within his hands almost. And I'd like him to stay because I think he can be that. I'm not like, again, the biggest fan of John Terry. I think he's the best defender in Premier League history, but his off the field antics I didn't really like a lot. But he is the best defender in Premier League history, and he's a true leader. And I think he could be that kind of, imposing player in Chelsea's defense, but I don't know. I think a lot of fans, and maybe Frank, are too into this now instant ratification by good players. Let's get this get this train going. But I think with defense, we have to be patient because we have three really good young defenders that can be superstars, in my opinion. But everyone sees it differently. Everyone says, we need to sell Rudiger, which I think we should anyway. And we need to buy this uh, Van Dyke F center back. So maybe Koulibaly or Upa Makano. When I don't think we need to. I think we actually should be selling Rudiger and bring it back Ampadu. Because we saw how well he played against Spurs in the Champions League, which is one of the mm. highest levels to be playing in. That's just what my do you th- opinion, though. What do you think of Miazga? Matt Miazga, I mean, his, I think his story is basically dead, though. I, mean, <laughs> I like Matt Miazga. I followed him a lot when he was on the Red Bulls. Of course, I, yeah. I watched a lot of MLS. I thought it was a good signing, and I thought, I mean, it definitely brought a lot of attention from Americans to Chelsea, brought American fans to Chelsea. I mean, I think he could cut it, but I think he's kind of screwed his own career a little bit. He's a little too hot-headed, and if we see now, I think he's gone, like, I know for a fact he's on one red card with Reading. I think it's where he's at now, or I forget where he's at. I know he's in the championship. And he's just too hot-headed. I remember when USA played against Mexico quite recently, the whole, like, Oh, this like you're short, all that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a real big fan of that personally. I think it's funny, but it's like a little unnecessary, and I don't think it's gonna happen. But we still technically do own him, so we'll see. But I think that that project's completely dead. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate because I did actually follow him quite a bit when he was at Red Bulls, and you know that that's yeah. uh, like that's my MLS team, and you know I I've been following them good for-, for you guys. That was probably one of the Red Bulls best. Like I think from top to bottom, that team was so good that like year. Yeah, th- I'm pretty there. sure we won the supporter shield that year. You know, yeah, Bradley yeah. Bradley Wright Phillips up top. You know, Dax McCarty was still there. Mia- that that spine was just perfect. Long. Yeah, that was a good team. Man. Yeah. Um. And unfortunately, we're out of the tournament. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's kind of cool to see that. I always loved uh, doing. I always loved doing those like combined eleven, um, and seeing uh, how, like a good balance of both teams just shows how even this matchup can be. Um, despite of where we both finished this year in the Premier League, I think it's anyone's game. Now, uh, I think that is a good follow-up to where we think this, what we think the score will be. I Now, I mean, both our defenses have been a little shaky this season. Um, now, before we actually get into our predictions for the score, what do you think is going to be your guys' uh, lineup uh, for Saturday? Oh, I like this. I've never really done a predicted lineup before, but... The uh, the one question mark, which is probably the toughest one, is I don't I don't think Kepa's gonna start. Uh, I'm I crossing my fingers. I'm gonna keep bringing it up, but like I hope he does. I don't think he is though, and I hope he doesn't either. To be honest, because I think after I think that last game, I think should be that Liverpool game at Anfield. I think that's where I keep reiterating this kind of phrase. Project Kepa's also dead. Mm-hmm. I don't think. And it's gonna happen anymore. So I'll say Willie Caballero. Uh, so we're probably gonna go three in the back. There'll be Zuma, Rudiger. Thing is, you want me to say who I think will actually play or who I'd like? I'd, I'd hope. Would well, I mean, play. you can you can give you can give like who you would like. You can give both. You can give both if you want. Okay. I mean, I, I would still hope Willie would start either way. If Kepa starts, I wouldn't appreciate that, and I assume he will too. I mean, most likely, what will happen will be. Rudiger, uh, Zuma, Christensen at the back. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Uh, it will most likely be Rudiger, uh, Zuma, and Aspie in the back. But I'd like to see Aspie, Zuma, Christensen personally. Okay. But I think that's what's gonna actually happen. James will be at right wing back, Alonso at left wing back. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. That's that's a no brainer. It should be. Kovacic and Jorginho as the center mid. The the Jovacic midfield duo. Our, that's our best midfield duo. I love them two so much together. And I hope we don't stop Jorginho. And uh, Pulisic, Giroud, and William. I'd actually start. I, that's who I, that I think Lamp will start. But I would prefer Hudson-Odoi to play on the right over William. Now, now I've heard... That, that's the lineup. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I was expecting you guys to go for a back three. I was actually a reading online that like you know Conte's been injured for a while. Do you think he'll be able to be in that starting eleven, or do you think he'll just make even a cameo, or even not even get a minute in? I don't. I don't see why Conte should come in unless it's like one goal and we're kind of playing park the bus and bring him in if he's willing to play more of a DM role. I'd say probably bring him in, but I don't see Conte making a cameo in this game. I have, I have a good feeling that we might sell him this summer because we don't have. It's it's hard it's hard to say. Too much things are up in the air with Chelsea right now, but I don't 
he, out of all the midfielders, I think Conte's the odd man out, personally. I think he is the odd man out for our team. That's such Do a you shame. Loftus Cheek has age on his side. Jorginho and Kovacic play super well together, so why ruin such a great partnership? Mason Mount, again, has age on his side as well. I don't think I'm missing any other midfielders. Then you, oh, Billy Gilmore, again, has a lot of time on his side, too, and he's probably the successor to Jorginho, so why would you get rid of Jorginho? He could help make Billy Gilmore a better player, and Plus, we have the likes of uh, Connor Gallagher on loan. He also looks really good as well. Oh, and, uh, and uh, Loftus-Cheek as well. Yeah, Loftus-Cheek was the first one I mentioned, who, again, has age on his side as well. So, and Mason Mount. So, it's like, I think he's the odd man out, sadly. And we could probably get a good amount of money for him, but it's going to be upsetting. I just hope we don't sell him to uh, any team in the Prem. Hopefully, like, a PSG-esque is fine with me, but it's going to bite us in the foot. We'll probably put, somehow draw them in the Champions League or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I don't see him playing in this game, and I don't think he will either. There's no point in playing him. I don't think it's necessary. That's unfortunate because you know uh, he was such an influential part uh, for your team for the past ever, basically ever since you guys bought him. Bought, uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, it's just kind of sad how like Lampard. I mean, I guess doesn't rate him, rate him as highly or doesn't fit the system. Um, moving on to Arsenal, what well, I think. I'm going to do the same thing as you um, and give what I think will happen versus what I want to happen. Um, I think in goal, um, Leno has actually been training, but I highly doubt Arteta is going to risk him. And I think what, he's was, gonna... what was his injury anyway? I thought it was an ACL. It, it was an ACL, but I think it was just a sprain and he didn't tear it. I think that's what it was. Interesting. But yeah, I wouldn't be worth it. Plus, Martinez has been so good for you guys. I just play him. Yeah, I, I, I'd stick with Martinez. It's the last game of the season. Don't risk anything. Keep uh, keep the chemistry there. Um, I, uh, as well as uh, Chelsea, I think we're going to go with a three at the back. I, I, if we honest, I'm not even kidding. As If I see four at the back and I see the word David Luiz written on our starting 11, I've lost all confidence. Like, that's how like sure I am that we're going to lose if we play it back four, but I highly, cause we did against Watford and we kind of looked shaky and we conceded two goals. Um, I guess I was just like an experiment of what we might, what will probably look like next season. Um, but I highly doubt he'll change what we did against Man City. And I think he will, he'll go with the same back three, uh, in terms of center backs, except for Mustavi cause he's injured. So I'm going to go with tyranny, David Luiz in the middle and on the right, I'll go with uh, Rob holding. Now, wingbacks is an interesting one because last time against Man City, he played Maitland-Niles on the left, even though he's right-footed, and then uh, Bellerin on the right. Um, Cedric can't play because he's played in the FA Cup with Southampton, so he's not allowed to. Oh, up tying is still a thing. I thought they totally abolished cup ties, but I know they got rid of it basically in the in Europe, so Europa League champions. Yeah, I didn't know that for FA Yeah, Cup. I, I read that in because uh, like they give out like team news like the day before every game, and then I read that for Cedric. I'm like, oh, okay, that's probably why he doesn't he didn't get into the team. So, um, the thing is, I really want. Maitland Niles to play. I, I the the main reason why I think Maitland Niles started that game is because he was on Mara's, and I I read this really interesting. Uh, I guess you can say theory as to why Arteta played him at left wing back is because Mara's is heavily left footed, so he's always going to cut into his left. But when he does that, he's going to cut into Maitland Niles' strong foot as well with his right, so he can easily just poke the ball away from him. 
So I thought, I think that was really interesting. But if you guys are, but on, for your right wing, you're going to play Mount or Willian probably, and they're both right footed. So I think it'd be smart to play Sokka at left wing back. My favorite Arsenal player right now. Yeah, I mean, he's just been fantastic this season. I want him to join Chelsea so bad. He will never. <laughs> he's He just signed a new contract. He's Arsenal through and through. There's no way. We'll see. Ashley Cole said the same thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's very, he plays very similarly to Ashley Cole in his early days, so we'll see. He has to first win a couple titles. <laughs> and then you're gonna he gonna win him at Chelsea, then you'll tell him. <laughs> um I think I think he'll go with Sokka. And I honestly the the lineup I'm thinking right now is I think what he will go with. So I'm gonna go with Sokka. Actually, I I, I, I just did a completely one complete one eighty. I think I prefer to play Maitland Niles on right wing back with Sokka on the left, but I think he's gonna go with Sokka and Bellerin. I think he rates Bellerin a lot, and I, he has been improving. Uh, at the beginning of Project Restart, he was really, really slow, um, like slow pace in in general, just like slow to react. But he's gotten better defensively, and he's like not afraid to go forward. Um, because in the beginning, he was literally just p- passing it backwards, 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 and it was really annoying. But now he's going forwards a lot more, and, uh, gaining more chemistry with Pepe. And I think the front three is uh, pretty obvious with Obama and Glacazette. And Pepe. So the only um, it's it's kind of opposite to Chelsea. Like your guys' wing backs are kind of set. Those are like the first two, um, like names on the team sheet with Alonso and Reese James. Whereas we have a few options. Um, I think it will be Saka and Bellerin, but I hope it's going to be Saka and Maitland Niles. Um, now, finally, I think we'll get to we'll finally get to the score prediction. I think, I mean, starting off this episode, you sounded sound a lot more confident than I am. So I'll let you go with your prediction first. Easy peasy, three one one. Three one. Uh. It won't actually be easy peasy, but I'm just saying easy peasy just to add more effect to it. I think it'll probably be uh, we'll score or you guys score. It doesn't matter. And then someone ties it back up. Chelsea take the lead. You guys are going to put a lot of numbers forward. And then we score one late just to seal the deal. I think that's how it's going to go down. I, I have a really bad feeling Drew's going to score again. He I, 100% I, is going to score again. This is going to be Baku 2.0, guaranteed. Yeah. I I mean, I, I, can't, I just, as an Arsenal fan, I can't predict against my team. Even though I have a really bad feeling, but I'm just gonna go with three two Arsenal. I don't know why. Three two, that's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I I, I really hope it's not like I I hope it's end to end. I hope it's like uh, uh, not just like not just a win for us, but a good neutral game as well. Um, so I'm gonna go three two. I think people underestimate uh Lacazette in big games. He actually really performs in big games. So I think I'm gonna give him. Two goals, and I'll give Aubameyang one. And then for you guys, I think Giroud will score one, and then we'll probably we'll probably give away a penalty, and Willian will score it or something like that. Oh, okay, not Jorginho. It depends if well. Uh, oh yeah. Mm. I'm it, just kidding. Well, well, someone will score the penalty. Yeah, uh, I mean, actually, that's an interesting question. Like, if Willian and Jorginho are both on a pitch, who would take the penalty? Jorginho should. Yeah, Jorginho's kind of like, 
with that like little skip. He is our main piece, I, I think. I'm pretty sure this is Williams the backup one. And yeah. Virginia had played those recent games where this infamous Pulisic gets penalty, Williams takes it, assists the goal. That happened like three games in a row happened. I, I assume Jorginho will take it. William was just taking because weirdly we just got Pulisic kept getting penalties and William kept take, taking him. He's being a complete pen merchant. When if Pulisic took him, he'd be in double figures this season and he earned all of us. So yeah. Like, oh. yeah. And I come. I, I I just remembered. I completely forgot about the two midfielders for us, and uh, I think that's no debate for Arsenal fans listening. And that's going to be Jacques and Sabios together. Um, Willock uh, will probably be a super sub. Torreira has just not been up to date, honestly. he's I, I, I honestly wouldn't mind if we sell him um, in the transfer window. And uh, obviously, Guendouzi's out the squad as well. Um, yeah, I mean, you you sound a lot more confident than me. Uh, this is going to be huge for us because if we do win, we'll get a lot of extra funds and a better... Uh, sort of more a smoother transition into the transfer window and getting our players that we need that we're linked to. Um, but I think you guys, even without this FA Cup final, you guys will be, I think, the closest uh, to Man City and Liverpool uh, for next season if you if the rumors for Kai Havertz are true. Um, apparently, he has to play for... Uh, Leverkusen in the Europa League, but apparently, like after that, he'll probably sign. Uh, and then you guys oh, are. I didn't think about that. Fucking why? What's taking this deal so long? <laughs> I totally forgot about the Europa League game, huh? Okay. Yeah, I, I I read that on Twitter. So yeah, I read that on Twitter from um, a CF Bayern, uh, and he said like he has uh, Leverkusen has told Havertz to play in the Europa League, so I think that's why it's taking so long. Um, as well as like I think Chilwell will probably sign as well. Um, I think that if if you sign O Black as well, I mean, uh, you I guys think are we're gonna get Onana, but I, I mean, I think okay, this is what's gonna happen if the O Black thing happens. Is it? It depends. If we get Tagliafico, I think we get O Black. If we get Chilwell, we get Onana because Tagliafico is gonna be no more than maybe twenty odd million. That's a steal. And then we get. Yeah, it is a steal. And then Chilwell is going to be like closer to 60. So then you only can spend like about maybe 20 to 30 and Onana is about 30. So then there you go. So that's, it's kind of like, it's a, it's a pendulum. So it depends on who we get at left back or if the, if, if maybe, if the old block option comes sooner, we might just go with that and then we buy Tagli Chico. We'll see. But yeah, I, I think goalkeepers are next priority for positions to buy for. I, I legitimately think if you sign Havertz, one of Tagli, Fico, or Chilwell, and Oblak, you guys are title contenders, in my opinion. Um, I still think we are regardless, but I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I mean, right now, it like if the season were to, the new season were to start today, I think your attack is fantastic. I just don't think... I know, like, last, last time you were here, you said you really rate Zuma, you really rate Christensen and Tamori. Um, I think Reese James is a really nice player you guys have. Um, Alonzo is a bit inconsistent, but like you need just that one guy kind of like for, you know, Man City two seasons ago and Laporte and then, you know, with Liverpool, with Van Dyke. I think you just need that one guy that can just change the defense. 
Um, you know, you, you actually brought up Upamecano, and I, I I mean, I would love him at Arsenal. I don't know if he yeah, will sign. Yeah, that's a heavier link there with his Arsenal, not Chelsea, but I mean, it's been said. Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys are, uh, regardless of what happens on Saturday, uh, I think you guys are more uh, ready for next season. Um, I think you guys are ahead of us just a bit. Um, it depends what we do um, in the market as well. Um, and I just wish, uh, I wish you the best of luck on Saturday. I think we're going to need it. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, thank you for coming on once again. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on. As you said, best of luck, but it's not much luck I can give you. It's, it's going to be the Giroud Pulisic masterclass, but of course it's uh, my pleasure to be back on this podcast and whenever you want me to come on, I'd be more than happy to come on to talk. Chelsea, anything football-related, soccer-related, anything, I'm happy to come on. And that's what this podcast is all about, just, like, giving our best takes. And we always have a little bit of banter as well. Um, But, yeah, I mean, thank you, Sean, for coming on. And uh, be sure to uh, check out our Instagram, at BoxBoxPod, as well as on Twitter, the same handle, um, as well as our uh, SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts and spotify as well um this is episode 43 um hopefully episode 44 will be out soon and like i mentioned in the last episode there will be daily stories on instagram on the biggest news in uh in world football and uh i'll do some i'll be very active on instagram uh next week after that basically as soon as the fa cup is over i'll be very active on instagram so uh be sure to check that out And hope to see you guys soon. See you.